Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to our number two of Ron Seggi Today, live nationwide and around the world. And on our show this second hour, our first guest is an author by the name of Joan Kramer. She has penned a very interesting book with a lot, a lot of stories about some of the great legends of Hollywood. In fact, the name of the book is In the Company of Legends. She's going to be here to talk about that book. Then the president of Bob Ross Enterprises. Bob Ross was a very dear friend of mine and my family. In fact, got my son started in the painting and artistic world. Great guy, you remember from PBS. Still going strong today after his unfortunate passing many years ago, but his popularity remains. And the president of that company is Joan Kowalski. Then from Blacklist, premiering their new season, great actor Harry Lennox. And that's all coming up this hour with Ron Seggi Today. Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot. Are you in need of a health care program? You're in luck. As a member of Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community that comes together to share their medical expenses. You can sign up throughout the year with memberships starting as early as the following month. There are no contracts or commitments. There is no network, so you choose your own doctors and hospitals. Starting as low as $349 per month, Liberty HealthShare has programs for singles, couples, and families of any size. I joined. I'm a member. My four children are members. Liberty HealthShare saves me $18,000 each year compared to what I was paying for health insurance. Liberty HealthShare is a nonprofit ministry. It is not insurance. Your money goes towards helping other members with their eligible medical expenses. And in your time of need, other members are there for you. You could feel good knowing you're part of the community of like-minded individuals who come together to bear one another's burdens. To find out more, call 855-58-LIBERTY, 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 or go to libertyhealthshare.org slash Wayne Root. That's libertyhealthshare.org slash Wayne Root. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling. The complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day. And for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathrooms, if you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 800-896-8242 800-896-8242 That's 800-896-8242 
We're back live all across the USA and around the world. It's Ron Seggi today, and today we are going to be speaking to, I guess, 50% of a 100% team. They both collaborated with this book, which you can't put this book down. If you are kind of an individual that likes the behind the scenes, not only of production, but also Famous celebrities you're going to love in the company of legends, penned by David Healy and our guest, Joan Kramer. Hi, Joan. How are you? Hi, Ron. Thanks for inviting me. Well, I have to be totally candid with you. Like I said in the beginning, this is a page-turner. Honestly, if you watch Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood, all of those shows, you're going to love this book. It's fantastic. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, let's go back a bit here and talk about you personally. You started off as a ballet dancer. You wanted to go to the big city where all the lights were and everything else, New York City, and become a ballet dancer. But that didn't quite work out the way you anticipated, did it? Well, it did for a while. I, I was dancing, and I became the assistant to a choreographer and discovered that I liked the putting the pieces together for a production more than I liked appearing in that production, which people don't seem to understand, but it absolutely is true. Yeah, they kind of feel that if you're not on stage with the spotlight on you or the camera's not on you, why would you do it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So now you decide you're going to do something else, and somebody tells you that there's an availability at ABC, actually at Dick Cavett's Productions, to maybe get a job there. Mm -hmm. And the telephone call that you make to his assistant wasn't what you would really call a closer, was it? (laughs) No. How I got that job is truly miraculous, because I was blundering my way around, telling her everything that I shouldn't have said. Um, you don't have any jobs, do you? I mean, it's not exactly an opening line, right? Right, right, right. Um, and she said, as a matter of fact, I do. We need a receptionist. And I said, well, what kind of a receptionist? I don't know how to work switchboards. <laughs> it, was just, it was just one thing after another. And she said, nobody's ever known how to work a switchboard, at least our old switchboard, until they come here. But it's easy to learn. Please come and talk to me on Monday. I'm going on vacation on Friday. And so I came to talk to her on Monday. And I started work three weeks later, I think. It was, af- it was after the holiday. It, I came to see her in December, before holiday, before the holidays, and I started working on January the 3rd, right after New Year's. Wow, it can't be that. Now, you were with Cabot Productions for a while, then you had an opportunity to go to uh, public broadcasting, WNET, huge company, and you said, nah, I don't know if I want to get into public broadcasting, <laughs> but you did, and probably the turning point of your career, because it was there that you had all the information that you could put into this book in the company of legends. You started doing with uh, your partner, David Healy, which, by the way, they have won five Emmy Awards, 20 Emmy nominations, and just a ton of national and international honors. But you're going to put together a series of shows with the legends of the entertainment business. And the first one was Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. And you didn't realize that he had something very unusual at the time. Back in the 30s, he had an approval clause in his contract that you could not use any footage or any pictures of him without his prior consent. Any excerpts. Now, that was interesting because some attorney that did that contract for him must have been uh, um, a fortune teller because in the 1930s, nobody was, there was no television. They weren't using excerpts. Nobody was using excerpts except except for promotion, except for 
you know, now um, coming attractions of the movies themselves. But Cary Grant, Myrna Loy, and Fred Astaire had that in their contracts. No excerpts without their permission. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned things like Ginger Rogers being very prompt for the uh, recording session that you did with this tribute to Fred Astaire, reflecting the old school. You know, if you're going to be there, be there on time. Yes, we found that with one exception only, uh, which you'll read in, which you, as you probably read in the book, everybody that came out of the old studio system, the Hollywood studio system, was spot on time. Yeah. And most of the time, early, Catherine Hepburn, you couldn't give Catherine Hepburn a call time because she would show up 45 minutes before that call time yep. and wonder why everybody else wasn't yet ready. <laughs> yep. Boy, I know. I went through that with Ed McMahon. We would go till early hours of the morning, and then he'd say, I'll meet you at 8 o'clock, and at 7.30, he's at my door, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I understand yeah. that. Now, you do the tribute to Spencer Tracy, mm -hmm. and you're thinking to yourself, wouldn't it be cool to get Mr. Sinatra to be part of this? Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you had worked on the Cavett Show for many, many years. You used to picking up the phone, talking to all the greats, saying, hey, do you want to come on board? I mean, the young lady you just spoke to before we went on the air does that for me. Very difficult job to do because you don't know what you're going to get at the other end of that line. <laughs> and you find out that this isn't quite as simple as you thought it was going to be. So you have to go through Jilly, of course, a longtime friend, close friend of Frank Sinatra, and you found him at a jewelry store. That's right. My father had once told me that in an event in California, he had met Sinatra, and that among Sinatra's entourage was a man named Jilly. Sure. So I called Palm Springs Country Club, where Sinatra was known to play golf, and I asked if anybody knew how I could find Jilly Rizzo, who, of course... I knew his last name because there was a bar in, in, in New York called Jilly's. Right. Um, and um, they said to me, <laughs> call the jewelry store on the Lexington Avenue side of, um, of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. He's a friend of the owner's, and he's usually there around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, for the first time in my life to book somebody, I called a jewelry store. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that answered the phone, presumably the owner, um, sounded like he was from a Warner Brothers gangster film. <laughs> Jeez, what a surprise. Yeah, who's this? I said, hello, my name is Joan Kramer. You know, very, very <laughs> demure. And I'm telling him I'm from public television, and this guy sounds like, you know, he's about to punch somebody. And I said, I'm looking for Mr. Jilly Rizzo. Could you tell me how to find... Yeah, yeah, hold on. Well, the next voice I heard sounded similar. <laughs> yeah, Jilly here. Who's this? Well, I explained again in my demure way <laughs> what I w who I was and what I was calling about. And he said, yeah, yeah, send me a letter, and I'll give it to Frank. And I said, where shall I send the letter? And he says, to here at the jewelry store. Well, a messenger suddenly took a letter <laughs> to the jewelry store addressed to Mr. Jilly Rizzo. And then I lost track of Jilly. Oh. So the next thing we had to do is we talk, we were having lunch with Catherine Hepburn one day, and um, she said, "Who else have you gotten for the show?" And we said, "We're having a terrible time with uh, Frank Sinatra and Mickey Rooney." And she said, "That's very odd. Both of them were crazy about Spencer. We're good friends of Spencer. I'll find both of them for you." And she did. Wow. And what you said later in the book was that 
You never go for the obvious. You couldn't figure out how to get a hold of Frank Sinatra, never thinking that he might have lived on Frank Sinatra Drive. Exactly. <laughs> and then that was a, that was that made me laugh. I have to say. Oh yeah, all right. Never never go for the obvious. And of course, then uh, when you went to his home, you were invited there to be there at two o'clock. You had to call the woman in the kitchen to set up the appointment. That's right. Catherine Hepburn called me at a, at the hotel in Los Angeles. You're going on Thursday. By, by the way, Thursday is his birthday, and you're supposed to call a woman in his kitchen called named Dorothy. I said, "Okay, here's the number." <laughs> I mean, it was like a it was like a clandestine operation. Yes. <laughs> so I, I called the kitchen, and Dorothy I, Dorothy answered the phone, and she said, "Yes, yes, you're coming on Thursday at two p.m. and uh, come at about one for setup. He'll be ready at two. And we got there, and a very lovely man with a beautiful smile and a lovely personality opened the gate, but he was, it was hard not to notice that he was wearing a uniform complete with a gun and holster. Yep, yep, that's that's the security that those people take. Elvis Presley did the same thing. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, they had guards all over the place. We're going to take a break for a second. Can you stick with us a little bit longer, Joan? Sure. Joan Kramer's our guest. She, along with her partner, David Healy, who, by the way, great name for a company, too, for somebody in this business, Top Hat Productions, have written a book called In the Company of Legends, That They Have Been, with being in the company of people like Catherine Hepburn, Johnny Carson, Frank Sinatra, Lou Wasserman, Ronald Reagan, Nancy Reagan, Paul Newman, Jane Fonda, Elizabeth Taylor, James Stewart, Betty Davis, any big names? (laughs) And and Joan and I will be right back with more to talk about some of the other shenanigans that she had to put up with, with people like Mickey Rooney. And when it comes to the McMahon, well, she and I can share some stories together. We'll be right back with more with Ron Seggi today. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. The treatment doesn't get any better than what you receive at St. Jude. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially. And so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. And now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. Go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. We understand what makes this cancer tick. And of course, without donors from around the world, this just couldn't happen. There's one thing we're focused on, and that's beating this thing. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. 
finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. For over three years, you've heard me rave about the MyPillow Premium Pillow from Mike Lindell. You've heard how they don't go flat. You can wash them and dry them. They maintain their shape, and they are made in the USA. Well, now you can get the best deal ever on a MyPillow Premium Pillow, the ones that started it all. You can get a standard or queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. That's a $40 savings, and king-size pillows are only $5 more. This is the time to buy because that 60-day money-back guarantee is now extended to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio offer square. Use my promo code USA. There you'll find this special and savings deep discounts on all the MyPillow products. But only if you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio offer square and use my promo code USA. Or call 1-800-951-8175. Tell them you want the USA radio special on MyPillow premium pillows. Back we are, live all across the USA and around the world. It's Ron Seggy. Today we're talking to a very lovely lady and a very oh, interesting one, you. too. Joan Kramer, along with her partner, David Healy, with their company, Top Hat Productions, have penned a book called In the Company of Legends, recapping their career in public broadcasting, talking to all of the legends. I mean, we're talking about the golden age of movies and television. We're talking about the fact that they interviewed Mr. Sinatra for a Spencer Tracy tribute on PBS, and he came out there with a blue blazer, gray pants and tie, very nice, very gentlemanly-like, and you gave him a a bottle of champagne, which he was kind of shocked to get because he didn't realize you knew it was his 70th birthday, and mm-hmm. then you stole from him. Mm-hmm. I stole paper towels. <laughs> people, people think I'm a little uh, loopy, but <laughs> I went into the ladies' room, and I washed my hands, and I saw that the guest towels on the counter were brightly colored paper towels. And I thought, these are pretty. When am I ever going to be in Frank Sinatra's house again? I'll take two. If you can wash your hands and throw them out. I wasn't stealing his towels, towels. Right. I was stealing paper towels. So I put two in my bag, and then I thought, oh, my God, I wonder if that guard has a monitor in this bathroom. Right. Well, no bells went off. So when we got back to Los Angeles, I I had a cold. I, I was getting a cold. And I fell asleep in the car and totally forgot about the paper towels until that evening when David came into my room to write questions for the next day's interviews. And the next day we had, I don't know, Robert Wagner and Lee Lee Marvin and a bunch of people to interview the next day. And um, David came into my room and um, said, um, let's do a little bit of work and see if we can just get something done. And we were ready to collapse because we'd left early for Palm Springs that morning. And we finished, and David said, I think I've got to go to bed. And I said, me too. And he was just about to walk out the door when I said, oh, wait a second. I forgot to show you what I stole from Frank Sinatra's house. Trying to be funny. David, who is British and very calm under most circumstances, I never had a reaction like that from him before or since. He said to me, Joan, what did you take from that house? (laughs) (laughs) Are you out of your mind? We're going to get our knees busted. (laughs) I said, David, calm down. It's two paper towels. Relax. That is a funny story. I love that story. When you go in and interview these people, who asked the questions? I mean, are you on camera too? No, we asked the questions. One of us sits next to the camera, which is a typical 
yeah. uh, format that people use in television interviews. You've probably you've seen it. Oh, a sure, times. absolutely. Where we ask questions in such a way that you don't need to hear our questions. Right. People have to answer in complete sentences. Mickey Rooney and I worked together on a couple of different occasions. Mm-hmm. It was an experience. It was me, Mickey Rooney, and Ed McMahon, and we were doing a come the USO thing. And Mickey was not what you would call the most cooperative individual. But for some ungodly reason, and probably because I agreed with everything that he said, we got along marvelously together, all right? Mm. However, I understand, and you kind of confirmed this, that this was kind of an unusual experience for me because he normally isn't that cooperative. In fact, you come right out and say he was a disappointment. Yeah, he was a disappointment. Kate found him, as she said to us, I knew I'd find Frank, and I knew I'd find Mickey, and Mickey would rue the day if he didn't do this for Spencer. But Mickey then called us and said, we were meant to go to his home. And he called and he said, listen, I can't do this. I'm working and you're not paying me. And so I said, well, that's very true, Mr. Rooney. I mean, but, you know, we're really going to be very disappointed if you're not on the pro." He said, well, I'm working, you know, I can't do anything about it. Well, we knew since Kate booked him, we could not just give up. We had to find a way to accommodate him. And so we asked the production manager of the Warner Brothers, on, on the Warner Brothers lot, um, of, the mo- of the television show Murder, She Wrote, because we were interviewing Angela Lansbury. And we asked the production manager if there was any, any corner that we could, we could interview Mickey Rooney um, in. And it was one thing for us to be accommodated for Angela Lansbury, but they didn't have to be nice enough to let us bring us Mickey Rooney onto the right. soundstage, but they did. Well, while we were setting up, I mean, he was ranting about, I mean, we didn't ask him any, any questions that would lead to this. He just began to rant about how badly he was treated by Hollywood, how badly he was treated by the studio system, on and on and on, and then the camera rolled, and it was a snap like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He suddenly became saccharine sweet. Uh Oh, I adore Kate Hepburn. I adored Spencer. He was so wonderful. But, you know, it was platitudes that had no meat. We kept trying to say to him, so tell me, how did you work together with Tracy? Did he ever give you advice? After all, you know, he was a kid in Boys Town, right? Well, he was just wonderful. I mean, I just loved Spencer. I mean, it went on and on and on with love, love, and love. Yeah. And in the end, you know, we had to cut the show with very little of him in it. Good thing you didn't talk to him after that. If you would have seen that so much fell on the floor, he would have gone crazy. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Jimmy Stewart and Johnny Carson. You get this interview with Jimmy Stewart. You have a coup. Johnny Carson, who is known to be somewhat aloof and sometimes not very cooperative from the standpoint of doing things outside of his show. Never with us. And he was so grateful, he invited you to his home in Malibu. You Uh toured that gorgeous house that he had there. Uh And he takes you downstairs and he says, you know what, Joan? Maybe Cary Grant would be a better (laughs) choice because he worked with Jimmy Stewart. And, of course, the whole thing, I'd love to have Cary Grant, but Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. Only to find out that you thought he was almost like testing you. But the mm-hmm. fact is, is that he ultimately agreed to do it. He called you at a hotel room and said, look, right. I'm in. But Cary- Well, he said, Cary Grant's out of town, so I guess you're stuck with me. You're stuck with me. Johnny Carson, you're stuck with Johnny Carson. What a tough mm-hmm. break. The funny line that I loved in this, okay? Mm-hmm. 
Shortly thereafter, Cary Grant died at 82 doing a show in Iowa. That tour that he was on, that, that, was, when he, that was why he was out of town. That's why he was out of town. And Johnny said, you know, I got a little uh, concerned with how I was going to say this to you, but I wanted to say when you picked up the phone, I asked Cary Grant to host your show, and he dropped dead. I mean, Carson is the best. <laughs> and you know what I said to him at the time? This is not in the book, but I'll tell you. I said to him, Johnny... That's not funny. Yeah. And he said, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> John, come back anytime and talk about this. This is Oh, good. Let me know when. I'll be right there. Oh, boy, I love this. It's called In the Company of Legends, penned by David Healy and our guest, Joan. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kramer, this is a fabulous book. The stories are on and on and on. Would you come back? We'll talk about some of the other people in this book, like the Reagans and the, the Newmans and stuff. Anytime you wish, just call me and we'll set it up. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're wonderful. Thank you so much for saying that. Coming from you in the company that you have been, that's quite a compliment. Well, I think you joined the company. Oh, wow. In the company of legends. And Joan thinks I'm one of them. So, hey, let her think that. Right, Joan? <laughs> It's out right now in hardcover. Get it. We'll be back with more with Ron Seggi today. We are back live all across the USA and around the world. You are listening to Ron Seggi today. Well, I got to tell you something. I am so happy when I found out that I had this interview scheduled because the man that we're going to be discussing, and it doesn't seem possible, that this year been the 25th anniversary of his passing. He was a dear friend of mine, my family, and my son's. I have so many stories to tell, and I'm so glad that our guest is here because she ultimately became the president of Bob Ross, Inc., and we'll tell you how she got to that point when we bring on Joan Kowalski. Hi, Joan. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Ron. Great to be here. Now, this is a discussion that we're going to have about the man who was like a rock star in my family with public television's The Joy of Painting, starting back in 1982, of course, the memorable Bob Ross. Tell us how you and your family got involved with Bob, because it's easy to do. He was the best. He was the best. And what happened many, many years ago was my mother took a painting class with him. He was just a traveling painting guy. Uh, She took five days of classes with him and decided that he was remarkable and more people needed to have the benefit of them in their lives. So Now, how did you get involved? Because you started off on the ground floor of this company. I did. I started off answering the telephones for the 1-800-BOB-ROSS line and worked my way up. And uh, my parents have just recently retired. My father's in his 90s, my mother in her 80s. And uh, now I'm the president and the owner of the company. And who's got a better job than me? Nobody that I could think of right off the top of my head. Now, here's the great part about this. For a dozen years, Bob recorded more than 400 episodes of The Joy of Painting. You know, i got to be honest. 
In these times, which are very, I don't even want to turn on television, but in these times, we need that mellow, kind of homey, kind of relaxing kind of dialogue that Bob was so famous for. And now the episodes are available on more than 25 different devices to more than 20 million people. And it's a free stream on Tubi, right? T-U-B-I? That's right. T-U-B-I dot TV. Uh, They're uploading all of the episodes as we speak. It's free. You download on all devices possible, and you get 24-7 Bob Ross in your life. This is so exciting for us. I'm very happy for you, even more happy for the general public, okay? Now, let me tell you, I, I told you I was good friends with him. I used to live in Pennsylvania. When I moved to Florida over 30 years ago, of course, my sons, and one, I think one was 12, one was 10 or something, they used to watch him in public broadcasting up in Pennsylvania. Well, we invited him down, because he lived in Orlando, and we invited him down to our studios at Universal, where we had our radio broadcast center, and immediately my sons were there, of course, and we had a great time, and Bob invited us to his house, because one day I came home from work, and my son... Christopher was watching television. He says, Dad, I want to paint. Now, he was like 10, 11 years old. And I said, good, start with the garage and then go into the kitchen and then go into the family room. So he went out and he bought with his own money all these easels and everything else. And I came home one day and I was astonished. So I told Bob, I said, I would love to have you meet my son. He says, bring him up. So we go up there and now he is painting downstairs in his studio with Bob Ross. Mm Mm-hmm. And Bob says to him, he says, at your age, I didn't have this much talent. And we visited the squirrels, and uh, we got to be really close friends. And one year, just prior to his passing, we invited him for Thanksgiving dinner, but he wasn't feeling well, unfortunately. There's a great picture that my son has in his office right now of him and Bob out in the front yard holding a painting that they did together. I mean, this man had had such an enormous impact on my youngest son, that he now draws the pictures for criminals who are can't be caught. They have to have a sketch artist. Does landscapes a la Bob Ross. I mean, this man probably, more even than me, his father, had an influence on my son. It's amazing. It's amazing is right. And, you know, we're in our third generation of fan now. We've got, we've got kids your son's age at the time who are watching Bob Ross these days with their grandparents and you know what what do you have in common with your grandparents a lot of times except for being able to sit and watch Bob Ross there's so much of that sort of uh, you know all the lines the generational lines and the cultural lines and and everything is just sort of melted away when it comes to Bob Ross I'm so excited to hear stories that you have about him that is just so so wonderful for me well, you know, it's funny because I used to tell him, I said, Bob, you had a picture. It was terrific. Just leave it alone, <laughs> you know. And then he'd, he'd, <laughs> yeah. then he'd throw another splat of paint on it, and I said, geez, you just messed it up. And then he turned it into even a better picture. Even such, a better painting, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he was such a nice man. You know, he had the love of those squirrels and to sit in his kitchen, and the squirrels would come in and, you know, eat the nuts on the table, you know. My goodness, yes, just like that. Yeah, he was just a gentle guy. He really was. And it was devastating that he passed away at such a young age. What was he, 52? 52. 52. Such a young age. Oh, my gosh. What a loss of talent. But it's so nice to be part of this, this ongoing thing. I mean, it's like being with Da Vinci or somebody. And it was such a calming show. 
I mean, even back in Pennsylvania, I'd come home from work and I was all bent out of shape and everything about stuff. And I start sitting watching them just before I knew them. And I said, well, I feel a lot better. You know, this is better than having a, yes, a cocktail. Exactly. Well, you know, a lot of doctors are even prescribing Bob Ross to their patients, which is just amazing. Um, you know, people that are suffering from anxiety or sleeplessness or something like that. Bob Ross is just the medicine that everybody can find value in. Yeah. Everybody. Do you know how many paintings he did in his lifetime? He did a lot of paintings in his lifetime. You know, he painted every day. You probably know this. Yes, absolutely. Even when he was on television teaching the world to paint, he practiced every single day. So there's a lot of paintings. In fact, <laughs> I kind of joke that a lot of garbage men have paintings hanging on their walls even today because I think he would just stack them up outside his house when he was yeah. done. You know, he had more more interested in the procedure, the process of, of painting, how it would be easy to teach other people to do it than he was of the final painting. He wasn't that interested in his finished paintings as much as getting that process down for people just right. Well, he told me one time that every painting that he did on television, he did it before in his studio. So he had two of everything that was on television. That's exactly right. In fact, there were three. There oh. were three of every painting that he did on TV. One that he would use as a reference. And sometimes if you're watching the show, you can sort of see him, you know, peek off to the side a bit. He did that mostly so that he could get the painting done within those 26 minutes. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to ever have to edit a program by going too long. Yeah. So he would use a reference painting, and then he would do one really, 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 really good for the instructional books that people use to learn how to paint. And then a third one, as he would paint, my mother would take pictures of his steps so that those could go in the instructional books as well. Wow. So. How cool is that? Well, you know, it's yeah. remarkable because he was a delightful man and such a talented man, too. Well, i got to tell you a quick story here, okay? So my son and him yeah. are painting this picture, and at the end of it, I says, Bob, would you sign it? He says, no. And I says, we're friends. Why wouldn't you sign this? He says, because I didn't do it. Your son did it. And I exactly. said, yeah. I said, well, could you do it anyway? He says, no, because then you'll sell it. He says, no. <laughs> no, he did it. Let him sign. <laughs> Where can we go, Joan, to learn more about how you can see the shows again and get involved with, he had paint lines, he had books, he had uh, just a plethora of ancillary products available to the general public. So you can first and foremost go to Tubi.tv to start watching the shows right away, as many as you want for as long as you want. Um, and then also go to bobross.com and click on the link for classes. Uh, you'll see all the teachers in your area that can help you do your own painting. The teachers are really a great idea if you really want to learn how to paint. Bob was particularly proud of that army of teachers yeah. that he had developed. In so. his words, the happy little trees yes. and the mountains. Yes. Joan, thank you for joining us. Sure thing. Joan Kowalski has been our guest, president of Bob Ross Incorporated, of course, The Joy of Painting by the legendary Bob Ross and the 
talent of Bob lives on in our hearts, on televisions, and in our minds. And there's more to come with Ron Seggi today. For over three years, you've heard me rave about the MyPillow Premium Pillow from Mike Lindell. You've heard how they don't go flat. You can wash them and dry them. They maintain their shape, and they are made in the USA. Well, now you can get the best deal ever on a MyPillow Premium Pillow, the ones that started it all. You can get a standard or queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. That's a $40 savings, and king-size pillows are only $5 more. This is the time to buy because that 60-day money-back guarantee is now extended to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio offer square, use my promo code USA. There you'll find this special and savings deep discounts on all the MyPillow products. But only if you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio offer square and use my promo code USA. Or call 1-800-951-8175. Tell them you want the USA radio special on MyPillow premium pillows. We're back live all across the USA and around the world. You are listening to Ron Seggi today. Well, last week on the show, we had Megan Boone talking about the new season, season number eight of one of the hottest shows on television. And now we have one of the hottest actors in the business to join us and talk about, of course, the season premiere coming up Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time on NBC. And of course, that is the hot show, Blacklist, and has been for a long time. Joining us right now, who stars as Harold Cooper in the series, is our friend Harry Lennox. Hi, Harry. How are you? Welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Ron. Fantastic. Excited to be back, and, you know, what better time? I have to tell you something, and I normally don't do this right out of the shoot, but I have to apologize to you, okay, because I would love to run down all the things that you have done in a varied career, being an actor, on stage, on television, on the big screen, a producer, you talk about a working professional. You have been one busy man over this career. Unbelievable things that you have done. Thank you. You know, I grew up in uh, Chicago. I went to a seminary, Ron, and uh, we had a motto, pray and work. And so I like to work. Well, apparently it is working for all of us. Now, the season seven was kind of cut short because of the COVID situation. So season is picking up with a, a real intensity. And I certainly don't want to give any secrets out because I understand that there's going to be some major revelations and surprises in this season, early part of it, in fact. Give us a little taste of what we can expect because this is a show that has a metamorphosis to it. It's always changing. You can never predict what is next, even week to week, let alone season to season. Yes, that's true. Without, as you say, giving too much away. You know, Cooper and the task force are very much uh, wondering what's going to happen as a result of, I think, what can only be called very important decision. And I think we're going to pick up exactly with the beginning of the consequences of that decision. And, and you know, and I, I don't think anybody knows the answers to what's going to happen as a result of that yet. Yeah. At least I don't. If you don't, who does, right? I mean, you're the one right. who sees it before we watch it. Your role, though, as FBI Director Harold Cooper, you have a very unique situation because you have to walk on a fence of whether the things that you do to catch the bad guys, if you will, kind of a fence between morality and the law. I mean, it's kind of a tightrope, is it not? You know, that's the perfect description of it. It is a, a tightrope, uh, a, a third rail, so to speak, in particular. Because, you know, look, we it says at the Supreme Court, I think, equal justice under the law. And uh, those are not always 
the same thing. You know what I mean? You try, if, if, if it's legal, is it always just? If it's just, is it always legal? And I think that that's the balance that uh, this task force is on. And I think that they're prepared to live with that, live with themselves. Uh, if, if the world is being kept safe, if those uh, people in the United States who are innocent and so forth uh, uh, can be kept safe, and we have to bend a few rules to do it, I think that that's what this task force is especially uh, or especially signed to do. You know, they're called special agents right. for a reason, and, uh, and, uh, and I think that they could live with it. The show is just stacked with talent, as I mentioned in the introduction. Uh, James Spader and Megan Boone. But I have to tell you something. I am so in awe of the things that you have been part of, and you bring so much to the table when it comes to the show. Now, I'm going to touch the tip of the iceberg. We're talking about shows like Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, the uh, great show The Five Heartbeats, which uh, Robert Townsend, the stage version of that, and the list goes on and on and on, Malcolm X, Ray. I mean, it, the list is unbelievable. I mean, i got to assume that you have never stopped working when you started getting into this profession. You know, so, you know, I've been working for, for a, a long span of time, but there sometimes there's a year or two where I can't get arrested in this <laughs> in this crazy business, right? Yeah. But that said, that thank you for uh, for running some of that down. That uh, when I hear it, sometimes it surprises me that I've been around this long. It's unbelievable. Tell us about why Boston University asked you to donate a lot of your personal archives to their research center. Well, you know, Boston University has such a proud tradition of, uh, of being the most, if not the most, prestigious archival collections in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Dr. King's archives in there, mm-hmm. uh, Howard Thurman, you know, people who I looked up to as a young theologian, and, and uh, all sorts of historical figures, lots of actors. My friend, I think, Alan Cumming, who, who I did uh, the movie Titus with. Um, you know, anyway, they have taken an interest in getting the archives of people who uh, I am proud to be among. And so I don't I don't really know why. I guess maybe, you know, because um, I sort of have lived in a lot of different spheres yeah. as a performer and as a, as a somebody who's been engaged in civic issues as a teacher and, and these things. So I'm proud to be there. Uh, I, I can only, um, and I'm humbled that they asked me to join that esteemed collection. Yeah, wow, that's great. That's going back to the show just momentarily, okay, and again, it's season number eight that's coming up, and it, this Friday is the premiere at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central on NBC, of course, Blacklist. Do you think that there are going to be, I know there's some surprises coming early, we talked about that earlier, but do you think that some of the things, and I shouldn't even say do you think, because you probably know, I mean, you should know at least, that uh, that this is going to take on an altogether different resolution this season? Yes, I think that uh, I, I think I can say that with some degree of, of confidence uh, <laughs> that there are going to be a lot of surprises and reveals, uh, not just you know, keeping people guessing, but we're going to reveal some things very early uh, in the season. And I can tell you that I, I think as a uh, just the way that things are needing to be shot now and the way stories are being told, as we figure out you know how to keep this industry going, how to keep the show going, right. we've done a very good job so far. You know, it's it's pretty much normal. But uh, it's also normal in the sense that the blacklist is going to be a little different this year. It's going to be a lot different in nature and tone this year. So I think, um, and I'm curious to see what it's going to be too, but I I, I know that uh, it's going to shake things up uh, 
think we can we can do that now. Yeah, well, I got to be honest with you. If any show can do it, it's this one. Harry, it's always nice when you are here. Of course, the role of FBI Director Harold Cooper, played by our guest Harry Lennox. The show premieres this Friday on Fridays after that, well, every Friday at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central on NBC Blacklist. And, Harry, please do us a favor. Have a great, great holiday, but stay safe and join us again soon because you're a great guest and a terrific talent. Uh, thank you very much. I'm great to be with you and happy holidays. What a guy. I tell you, he is absolutely unbelievable. He does a terrific job. He's a really strong asset to that show. And before we close things out this segment, I want to remind everybody that you can check our website, which is ronsegi.com, R-O-N-S-E-G-G-I.com. And when you get there, on the homepage, there's an icon that says Listen Live, and you can hear our latest show on demand 24-7. We're going to take a pause, but only momentarily, because there's a little bit more business to do live all across the USA and around the world. You're listening to Ron Seggi Today. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. The treatment doesn't get any better than what you receive at St. Jude. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially, and so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. And now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. Go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. We understand what makes this cancer tick. And of course, without donors from around the world, this just couldn't happen. There's one thing we're focused on, and that's beating this thing. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. For over three years, you've heard me rave about the MyPillow Premium Pillow from Mike Lindell. You've heard how they don't go flat. You can wash them and dry them. They maintain their shape, and they are made in the USA. Well, now you can get the best deal ever on a MyPillow Premium Pillow, the ones that started it all. You can get a standard or queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. That's a $40 savings, and king-size pillows are only $5 more. This is the time to buy because that 60-day money-back guarantee is now extended to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com. 
click on the radio offer square. Use my promo code USA. There you'll find this special and savings deep discounts on all the MyPillow products. But only if you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio offer square and use my promo code USA. Or call 1-800-951-8175. Tell them you want the USA radio special on MyPillow Premium Pillows. That's a wrap with Ron Sedgie today. I want to thank you and all of our guests for being part of the past two hours. And our guests include Ice-T and Jamie Hyder from Law & Order, J.J. DeVos from Street Outlaws on Discovery Channel, Oak Ridge Boy Richard Sturban, actor David McCollum, author Joan Kramer with a book In the Company of Legends, the president of Bob Ross Enterprises, Joan Kowalski, and actor Harry Lennox, one of the stars of NBC's Blacklist. Well, we'll be looking for your company come next week when we're going to do it again live all across the USA and around the world with Ron Sedgie today. Till then, I'm Ron Sedgie, hoping that you have blue skies and green lights.